Welcome to the John of All Trades podcast, episode 280. I'm your host, John X. Thank you for joining us. Glad to have you back once again. And on this week's show, let's go on an adventure. And we will let Tammy from Spirit Forest be our guide. Now, what am I talking about? Tammy is someone I was introduced to by Kevin and Art from Discussion Combustion Podcast. Two guys who have become good buddies of mine. Done their show twice. They've done my show twice. Tammy has been on their show twice, so we got to connect the dots here. Tammy's on my show. And what I can tell you right up front is that she is a delight, an absolute pleasure to talk to, because A, she is passionate about what she does, and B, she has a friendly, outgoing, and delightful demeanor while doing it. Now, what does she do? We talk all things outdoors on this episode. Tammy is a vlogger. She's got her own YouTube series. Go to the companion blog piece on johnofalltrades.us to check it out. And she talks about camping alone. She does tutorials instructional videos, goes on hikes. She's building a cabin in the woods right now. So we've got some cabin videos, some home building videos. She talks on this episode about one video she did about sleeping in her car. Basically, if you're up for adventure, Tammy's your person. And when I asked her about the inspiration for this, she said, you know, at the time I was a single mom and I wanted to show other women and other single moms that they could do it. They could get outside. They could take their kids on this adventure and I could show them how to do it safe. Because as she tells me, That was a big part of her growing up. She was outside a lot. And if you go on her website, there's a whole about section about the things she's done throughout her life, whether that's kayaking through Whitewater Rapids, learning to ride a horse, skiing in Durango. And that passion translates to her video series on YouTube. Now, not her full-time gig. She's got a full-time job as a designer in tech, but this is what she loves. She's gearing up to go live in her tent this entire summer. That should be interesting. Be sure to follow along with that. And we talk about balancing passion with paying bills, and with kind of the demands of content creation. Because one of the things that we share, she's got a bunch of different types of videos on her site. I do a bunch of different types of episodes here. And that's both rewarding and oddly limiting. And we'll talk about how in this week's episode. But long story short, Tammy, Spirit Forest, someone I am delighted to have connected with, and I'm deeply appreciative of Art and Kevin for hooking me up with this episode. Before we get there, a couple of quick notes. If you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or any other pod catcher where you get your pods, please take a minute, leave us a rating, leave us a review. That helps with the visibility of the show. You can also hit that subscribe button. That way, brand new episodes come directly to your listening device. You don't even have to do anything. What a fantastic deal. New episodes get dropped on Wednesdays. Episode previews go up on Monday. That's Facebook only. Check me out on Facebook, J-O-A-T-Pod is the handle. That's also the handle for me across social media. So not only Facebook, but Twitter, Snapchat, Pinterest, and Instagram. These are all great ways of staying up with the show. Now then, let's get to episode 280. It features Tammy from Spirit Forest talking about all things outdoors. It's a delightful chat, and it starts right now. You know, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of unique on that because if I see the winds, I see it as a challenge. So to me, I like I want to set my tent up in that, and see how I <laughs> see how I do. Now I did that last year. I was up at a peak and uh, was camping in the winter time, 
And uh, that was tough. I mean, that was one time I was like, I might have to call this quits, you know, because my, my tent was leaning on my face because the wind was blowing so hard. Um, and this was over at uh, Golden Gate Canyon area. Yeah. Yeah, but, I know Golden uh, Gate Canyon. So I grew up in Golden. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, you, you definitely know it. Yeah. So I know that side. Um, I dated a girl who lived up in Coal Creek Canyon. And so I was up there a ton, Golden Gate Canyon a little bit less, but you know, sometimes I'd have to drive friends home and I go, how deep does this thing go? (laughs) (laughs) And like, you you know, you don't always know. It it just, it keeps going. And it's so funny with the wind that because sometimes I'll be outside like working an event or something because I do PR and stuff for a living. The the wind will beat you up more than anything else. I think. Yes. More than snow, more than rain. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I agree 100%. Like, um, I think I, I camped last month and it was negative five or negative seven, some, something like that when I was camping. And yeah, if I had wind, that would have been brutal. You know, that yeah. would have been like in the twenties or so. Now, when I did camp in the wind last year, I think it was down in like 10 degrees, something like that. And that it was tough. Like yeah. it was tough. I did sit ups in my, um, or crunches, you know, in my sleeping bag just to keep me warm. <laughs> oh, geez. So do, doing the cardio exercise that everyone hates most. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so this is Tammy with Spirit Forest. I was introduced to you through Kevin and Art, a couple of good-hearted guys at Discussion Combustion Podcast. You've been a guest there how many times? Twice now. Twice? Yeah. Okay. So we're yeah. we're in the twos club here. <laughs> we are. Because I've been in their show twice. They've been on my show twice. And so now we're finally getting to connect. We're kind of connecting right. the, the last leg of the stool here, right? Right, right. So it's funny because I thought of the wind, A, because it's windy, and B, yeah. because I was recently, like, during quarantine, you get turned on to a bunch of different stuff, right? You're, you're If you're not out there and you're not kind of, you know, amongst nature... You are exploring new things on TV, and I had a friend who was really into the show Alone on History Channel. Do you know that show? I do. They have called me now twice, <laughs> uh, and uh, they want me to be on their show, and uh, I keep telling them no. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I do. You know, like, I think it'd be a lot of fun to be in that show, but you have to take six months off work. Um, oh. I do work a full-time job, too, in the tech industry, so... I had to take six months off work and I have kids. I'm, I'm raising sure. two daughters and it's really, and they're, they're approaching their teen years and it's really important that they have their mom around. 100%. So how old are your daughters? You said they're approaching teen years. Well, they, they were at that time when I was oh, okay. getting asked. Um, so I have one that's 16 and one that's 13 right now. Okay. Did you watch the show? I have watched it. I have a friend that was on it too. Um, Brooke was on it. Um, okay. Her and I talk a lot. Um, what, what season I was she to- on? Oh, I, she was on two of them. Okay. She was on the one that was a couple. Oh, okay. Uh, she did a couple. Um, and then she was on one where she did it by herself, too. And I think she was one of the top. Um, yeah. her and I always, she's a YouTuber as well as me. And her and I always talk about we're gonna, we're gonna do a meetup sometime. And in fact, I just did a painting for her. Um, I'm also an artist and I paint and I'm, I'm doing a painting for her right now. So, um, she's a great, great person. Oh, she's, she's funny. tough. She's really tough. I dug that show. It, it was, it's harrowing to watch. Like it, it can yeah. be a little bit tough because like one of the things from production choice standpoint, they score it like a horror movie, <laughs> right? Like, like the set, like the, the, the music and the sound effects that they choose. You're like, I'm watching a horror movie. 
Oh, I think I'm watching people starve is what I'm thinking. <laughs> you know, like Brooke was starved. I saw, I saw her last episode. I don't remember the last one she did. And I was like, I barely recognized her. Like her face was all thin. All gaunt, and I'm like, yeah. Poor thing. I mean, it's just so unhealthy too. So there's a part of me is like, you know, I think that would be a fun challenge to do, but I don't think it's a challenge for me. Um, sure. Also the Discovery Channel reached out to me for that naked and afraid. Oh my. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm not the type of person that's going to show show my body to the world, you know. Even pixelated uh, nudity. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't need that, you know. And they usually stick somebody that is experienced um to somebody that's not experienced, you ah. know what I mean? So I think that I'd probably be the one experienced and they're going to stick me with a guy that doesn't know anything, you know, and and uh <laughs> that might be a little tough for me. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was funny because it's it's interesting that they reached out to you. Because as I was watching that show, I watched the first two seasons, and without giving anything away, I, I had a friend who was really into this show. I, I visited him in Salt Lake City. He likes to camp. He likes to do all this stuff. And no one would watch the show with him. And mm-hmm. so, like, I'm not big into the outdoors myself, but I go, you know what? Like, I'm going to give this a shot. And so he's like, I just need someone to talk about it with. And so I watched it. And what's interesting is you have two different kinds of factions of people on that show. Like two different types of contestants. One, uh, one set are sort of willing to torture themselves for the betterment of their loved ones. Right? Like the season one winner did it because, you know, he wanted to help pay off his dad's house and help his dad retire and stuff. The guy who won season two did it for his kids. And the, the, the people, so there was like, I, I can't remember how he put it. It was like rednecks versus hippies. And, <laughs> And the hippies all got to a point where, they, where they're like, you know, I've proved everything I wanted to prove to myself. I don't really care about money. And they left. Mm-hmm. Because, like, ultimately the prize at the end of the rainbow here is a lot of money. And right. if you're sort of out there doing this for someone else, then maybe you stick it out a little bit longer. But once you have nothing left to prove to yourself, there was a guy in season one who, like, fashioned himself a little loot. And was like, he was just sitting there, like, strumming. He, he got everything cracked. He's like, I have a good source of food. I found water. And, like, he figured out recreation. He goes, I'm going home now. And yeah, it's. I saw, I saw that one. That one was good. I, I love that one. I think he even had a sauna or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. He, like, yeah, some of these guys built themselves, like, sweat lodges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. So they didn't need a camera on them to do this. And I bring this up, and this is a very long lead-in to the question that I actually have on deck for you, which is, it's funny because you have this whole video series. You have what appears to be a very successful kind of miniature YouTube empire where you are, you know, talking about your journey, camping alone, you know, how to go out, how to camp in the winter. There's a lot of different things on there. And you strike me as someone, if you were to go on that show... As being like, okay, I have done everything I've wanted to do according to the parameters of this show, and I'm out. Do you identify with that? And sub-question, um, what compelled you to start video blogging this? You know, because it's one thing to go out and enjoy that. I know lots of people who do that, but yeah. they don't necessarily have an educational component that they want to bring to the masses. So what kind of yeah. compelled you to do that? Okay, so the first question was what kind of, what kind of person would I be on... 
that like And that's more hypothetical. Thing. That's okay. yeah. I mean and and, I, and you don't even need to necessarily answer that, but because well, you I can answer. Oh yeah, I can answer. I'm just trying to make sure I got all the questions right. I know, and um, uh, normally I don't throw like nine questions at once at my guests, but <laughs> here we are. Here we are, now we're doing it. Um, I think on the show, I'd probably be the type of person that I, I wouldn't get off unless I was starving. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and knowing me, you know, I, I, I'd probably be a lot like Brooke, I think, and her show. Like, she did the same thing. Like, she, she found herself that she was basically starving, you know, and she, she's awesome again. Like, she's, she's really tough woman. So, um, I think I, I think I can stand right next to her. You know what I mean? Like with sure, that. Yeah. So I think that we both kind of be doing the same thing. And she did crafts and stuff to entertain her. I'd see myself doing that kind of stuff too, because like I know what it's like to sit around a campground, you know, for a long time and you have to entertain yourself because it's really, and you're alone. And so the mo- majority of my videos on YouTube, I'm alone, you know? Yeah. So it's, you do have to find ways to entertain yourself. And a lot of times for me, it's drawing there, you know, I'll draw something or something like that. Cause I'm an artist, but um, for her, she was crafting and she was making little bracelets and stuff, you know, so that it was really cute. So um, I think I'd be a lot like how she was. I would try to, I'd try to make it as long as I possibly could, but, um, and try to gain weight before I go there. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. If I eat a lot of cake and that works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's almost like you're carbo loading for yeah, uh, yeah. some athletic competition. I could see yeah. why they why they'd be attracted to you because a I mean, first season there weren't any women on there at all. Mm-hmm. Second season two women. And so one, you know, demographically, that's that that works to your advantage and secondly, you're used to talking into a camera by yourself. Yeah. And so before we get to the the second part of my question, I'm I'm curious about how you cultivated the skill of talking into a camera on your own because I work in, I've worked in radio for a long time. I know what it's like to sit in a room by myself and just talk into a microphone. I'm like, okay, I know people are listening, but it, <laughs> it's like, it's an abstraction that you have to kind of get over. So how did you cultivate that skill talking by yourself into a camera? Well, if you look at some of my first videos in season one, you can see that I had issues with that. <laughs> you know a little rough? Mean? Yeah, I was, it was a little rough, you know, cause I was like, okay. And it was a long time ago. So it was like five years ago and, they didn't have the, I have one of those little snap um, cameras, you know, snap and shoot kind of cameras. And I still do, but it didn't have those screens that flip that you oh, can see yourself. Yeah. So um, I would just talk into the camera and I'm looking right at it. But I, a lot of times I didn't even know if it was a record or was, you know what I mean? Right. And so like I've grown a lot by being on YouTube and I told myself I wasn't going to put a lot of money into it because really this is like a hobby for me. Um, I do make some money on it and it helps pay for my gear, helps pay for my gas and stuff like that. But it's truly um, a hobby. Now, there's other YouTubers out there that are a lot bigger than me. I still consider myself a very small channel. I think I have about 29,000 subscribers and I'm good with that. Like, I really am. I'm good with that. Now, yeah, would that, I like a hundred thousand? That would be nice. That's but. a lot of subscribers, though. I mean... Like, it com- you compare that to podcasting, and this is one place where I, like, the discussion combustion guys have it over me. They're, they're like, we want to do YouTube. I'm like, I, I cannot get my head there. Like, for just an audio format like this, I'm yeah. like, no, that's just not for me. And, like, Kevin got the switcher, and so now he's, like, got, you know, two shots yeah. that he can toggle between, and he does it live. He's gotten really, really good at it. And so, yes. but like YouTube has such a higher ceiling than, uh, just raw audio. So, I mean, 29,000, I know in the world of YouTube, not that much, but I mean, think about that. 29,000 people have subscribed to you. That is so many. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really proud of myself for, for reaching this point because I never really thought it was going to be that big. You know, like how many people really want to watch a girl camping? You know what I mean? It's, it's not something a bunch, that a lot as it of turns people out. do. <laughs> yeah, it turns out. So 29,000 people do. At least. But, uh, at least, yeah. And, you know, I have some videos that are really popular and other videos that aren't as popular, you know, but it's like, I didn't, I didn't know how it was going to go when I first started. And I think one of your other questions, if I can go into that is why did I start, why did I start videoing myself out in the wilderness, training people and, and stuff? I became a single mom about that time. So I just got divorced and I was like, I got to buy some land. Because in Colorado, as you know, it's so hard, or I don't know if you know. I do. <laughs> I'm, so I'm a native. Find, <laughs> yeah, it's so hard to find like camping spots. Like you really got to leave on a Wednesday if you want to go camping with friends and, and do the car camping stuff, which I don't do car camping that much. It's not really my thing. And that's just camping right next to your car. I usually go out at least six to eight miles and then I camp. But I had little kids and I um, decided that, you know, once I got my divorce, that I was going to go buy some land and I'm going to teach my daughters how to survive in the wilderness on this piece of land. And um, and then I thought that there might be other single moms out there that want to, I don't know, um, take their kids away from technology, get outdoors and, and teach them like how to make a fire like kids right now. And I'm not saying every kid, you know, but kids right now, they don't even know how to make a fire. They don't know how to make a shelter. They, you know, they, they might play a little bit outdoors, but like when I was a kid, I was outdoors all the time. I wasn't gaming. I wasn't on my phone, you know? So this is my way of taking my kids out of the city and then nesting them in the wilderness at a young age. And you'll see some of my beginning videos. My kids were pretty young and I'm teaching them compass skills. I'm teaching how to make a fire. I'm teaching them knife skills and stuff. And, and then I'm like, I'm going to video this for other single moms that are out there that want to get their kids out of the city. But what turns out, because YouTube has its own, own little world out there. So you get placed in certain spots um, I started, I actually wasn't getting single moms watching my channel, which is what my original thought was going to be. Yeah. I got women that were between 40 and 60 years old and men, um, just looking to be outdoors and maybe they can't get outdoors or, or um, maybe they're looking for a change in their life and they see that I'm about their age. I'm 47 years old and I'm going out there and I'm experimenting new things. I'm doing new things. And these people that watch my channel love that, you know, because I feel that they want to do it too. And sometimes they can't. And so I try to take them along with me. And that's when I talk directly to the camera and I say, you're coming with me. And if you see a mountain lion behind me, let me know. Because <laughs> you know? that's what I want to do. I want to take people with me as I'm camping for a lot of times those people that just can't do that. You know? Yeah, that makes sense to me. Uh, I have a master's degree in media studies. And one thing I know in my bones is that representation matters. Mm-hmm. And so in terms of what you're doing, you know, A, first of all, single moms. So, right, single mom, take kids out. Um, you can do this. Like, it's not impossible. Yeah. And secondly, demographically, yeah, I imagine there are people, you know, you, you figure 47, you said 40 to 60, right? You were you were getting a lot of... Yeah, yeah, about there, yeah, yeah. That's the majority of my viewers. You got to figure at that point, if people have had kids, you're coming up on a lot of empty nesters at that point. 
Mm-hmm. And so you you suddenly have free time and you have all this bandwidth where I mean I my kids are 4 and 6 right now. And so like I know no free time. <laughs> no. No. Uh and so like I I think about, you know, what it might look like after they go to college and it's almost impossible to picture. Right. But if you go on YouTube and it's like, oh yeah, I'm interested in camping, and you see someone doing it, then God, that helps you get over the hump. Just even the mental yeah. hump. Have you had right. people reach out to you, like not just analyzing numbers, but do people like reach out to you and express these things to you? They do. I've had um, different kinds of people. They express different things. So I have a group of people that are sick. I've had people that were on their deathbed. Um, and it's really emotional and they'll send me something and say, you know, I'm, I'm in the hospital. I'm on my deathbed. And, and, and maybe they don't say it that way, but they say right. that they're dying. But that's, that's the cancer. message. Yeah. Yeah. They have cancer and they're dying and all they want to do is go out into the wilderness and go camping. And they said, I like watching your channel because you're real and I feel like I'm with you, like I'm hiking with a friend. Wow. And um, and so, like, literally, I even got goosebumps just saying that. Like, I've had some of the best letters for that. I also have other people that have just reached out and just, like, are truly, like, excited about my journey. Because, like, right now, I mean, my, I've been doing this for five years, and now I've kind of changed because I'm building a cabin out right. there. You know, and so now I get people that are like, "Ooh, what's that going to be like? What's she going to do now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but I'm still going to be taking people camping and stuff like that. It's just um, I'm, I'm also incorporating these cabin videos too, you know, to it. And so they're really in- excited about my journey. I offer um, classes to women that are watching my channel too. And they, um, they're loving it. Like I have women that were like 70 years old wanting to take my backpacking class. And I wow. think that is awesome, you know, but it's, it's really cool. I've, I've trained um, a few women um, going backpacking. And it's, it's been a lot of fun. I filmed some of it, so you can see it on my channel, too. Um, some of them will allow me to film the experience, you know, and it ends up being an emotional experience um, coming out there, too. I believe it. I mean, that God, that's so cool. Yeah. Did, you, did you have any sense when you started that, that, would, that this would be a byproduct of that, like reaching these mm-hmm. people in this way? Like, did you have uh, teaching in mind beyond sort of like, hey, here's an instructional how-to video – did you anticipate taking people out in real life? I've always wanted to do that. So that was actually one of my goals. Probably when I retired is what I was thinking. And then I'm like, why wait until retirement? I'm younger now. I can take people out. I'm strong right now. Why wait until I'm 60, you know, to take women, uh, women out in the wilderness? Now, you, I usually kind of cater more to the to the women's side of it. That's, sure. you know, sometimes it's safety for me as well. But um, I really like to be able to inspire other women to be confident by themselves in the wilderness because that's really what I'm doing. Like I'm out there by myself amongst all the animals and all that. And I'm doing just fine. You know, yes, there's a risk um, to everything, but, but I'm doing just fine. You, you know? know, so it's like, you can do this too. The, the greater risk is probably on the highway on the way up there. <laughs> yeah, right? True. True. I've actually mentioned that a couple of times on my channel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, like we, we assess risk in very peculiar ways sometimes as humans. Yeah. Where it's like, uh oh, you know, I might meet a mountain lion or I might meet a bear. And it's like, look, I live two blocks from Colfax. Like, I, <laughs> Colfax is very, very dangerous on yes. a number of fronts. So it's like, you calculate the risk, uh, according to the, you know, the best of your ability. So, yes. um, 
yeah, going out there. So you touched on something that that is interesting to me. There there are not a ton of women in this space, and so mm-hmm. we talked about how representation matters. Have you met any resistance? From just by virtue of being a woman, I mean, I know you have, you exist in society in America in 2021, but with this specifically, has that been kind of uh, a thing that you've had to walk uphill against? It has, it has. And uh, sometimes from other women. Oh, really? Why? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I get the the meanest comments from other women um, saying that I need to be around my kids more and I need to get out of the wilderness. I need to be raising my kids and and not bringing them out in the wilderness, which to me is the way that I'm raising my kids, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah. So, and then men would say something like a woman's place is in the kitchen, you know? So like just this retrograde nonsense. Yeah, like and, and like you don't know what you're doing. And there's times on my channel where it's like, hey, I'm going to try something new and I'll record me doing something brand new. You know, like I I really I don't think I've ever worked a chainsaw before. That's not <laughs> something I go backpacking with, you know what I mean? So I've been Get out. I work with chainsaw and so I got a lot of comments about how I use my chainsaw, you know. Um I even had some that have offered to pay for classes, which is a good thing. That's a good thing. But I do get some resistance because in this this space of being an outdoor woman, a lot of men and women think it's it's a male role and it's not a female role. Um, does, it, does it ever bother you? Like, does it ever weigh you down and make you go, why am I still doing this? No, not at all. In fact, it challenges me even more to do it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it does. Well, you know, it's funny because, uh, you know, I was single and, and dating and all that kind of stuff. And when I would talk to a guy... And if I would talk to him about my outdoor skills um, on a first date or something, you know, um, he immediately would be like, oh, okay, never mind. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so I did a little test because it was just fun, you know, yeah. did a little test. If I talked about my outdoor stuff and how I taught women wilderness skills, the guy would be really timid and like try to end the date. And then if I talk just about my artwork and how I do murals and stuff and how I'm an artist, oh, he was very interested in me. Huh. <laughs> It's really intimidating for men to have a woman that is re- I'm really confident in outdoors. Like I feel very good. I've been on the search and rescue team, you know, like, and, and I know, I mean, I'm all about safety. So that's what I try to teach in my channel is safety, you know, like where to go, when to go, how to get water and, and, and stuff like that. So growing up, I didn't do a lot of camping. That's not who my parents were. They grew up in suburban Chicago. They, they were yeah. not outdoorsy. Like that's, that's just not what we did. I've, I've been camping only a handful of times in my entire life. My wife, on the other hand, uh, grew up hunting and fishing and camping, was a camp counselor in Maine. Like, oh, wow. Just ha- like has these skills in spades, and she's even around the house much handier than I am. Here's the thing. I don't care. Like it, that's awesome. Like it, it's always mystifying to me when men will manufacture all these reasons that that they think are affronts on their masculinity and it's like really dude like you you got to buck up in a different way like you yeah. like that that's just that's embarrassing for you if you're intimidated by a woman who has cool skills get out of yeah. here like having cool skills no matter what they are should not be gender specific so you're right i'm with you right. 100% on that yeah yeah in terms of growing this have you found and i i had this challenge growing this show there are shows that are going to do better than others, right? Mm-hmm. There are going to be videos that do better than others. 
But you can't just make that type of thing all the time. Right. Do you ever struggle with content curation in that way? Because it's like, okay, this is going to get a lot more views and a lot more likes and whatever, but I really kind of need to do this kind of video too. Is there a tension there in terms of the way you're creating your content? It is. Like if I were doing YouTube as a full-time job, um, to me it would be very stressful. Yeah. Because I would have to gear my videos to be almost the exact same every video. Because that's really what's going to grow your channel. And that's what I've learned through this. Like it, like I say, I'm a camping channel. So that's all I would do is just camp and video me camping. But now that I incorporate some other things, like I'm incorporating some cabin build type stuff, um, I see people dropped because of that. Oh, interesting. You know, they're like, oh, she's building a cabin. I don't know about that. You know. But if you keep on the same path and do the exact same thing all the time, um, you will be very successful. For me, that's boring. You know, I agree. Yeah, this is a hobby and it pays for my stuff. And the people that are truly following me, and I, I know those subscribers, you know, they become friends with me. I'm literally talking to them and saying, hey, we're going to do this today. I know we've never done this today because, or done this before in my show, but we're going to do this today. And one of them was I slept in my car. Huh. Um, okay. So I never, I never slept in my, oh, I've slept in my car before, but I never videoed it, you know, like camping in your car type thing. Um, so that was kind of fun. And, and the ones that are with me the whole time, you know, in this journey with me, have really enjoyed it as well. So it's been a, I, I, I do see the struggle with that and I know what to do to grow my channel. And I've thought about creating some other channels and who knows, I might do that. Um, I might create an art channel and I'll keep those the consistent because I want to see, cause again, it's just kind of fun and yeah. I'm an analytics kind of person, you know? Well, yeah, it's funny. I mean, this show is called John of All Trades. So if you look at, so your episode is going to go up next. The previous episode was with uh, someone who works in politics very extensively. The previous show before that was the lead singer of a punk and ska band. And so like my show, I've been around now for good God. Next month, it'll be seven years. Okay. And thank uh thank you. It should be bigger than it is, but my show is impossible to market. And it's for the exact reason that you're describing. It's like, okay, here's one where we're going to do camping. Here's one where I'm going to talk about building the house. Here's one where I'm going to sleep in my car, right? And so it's like you become the red thread, you know, that ties all this together. But it Mm -hmm. takes a long time to earn that trust with audience that – and once they're with you, they're not going to leave. Like for me, it's like you have to trust that I'm going to curate an interesting guest list because – I'm interested in like everything. So I want to talk about politics. I want to talk about punk rock. I want to talk about living in the outdoors. You know, I want to talk to a hairdresser. I had that show recently. I talked to an astrophysicist. Like you, you almost have to uh, just build that trust with your audience. If you don't want to do one thing, which I don't, it sounds like you don't either. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to, it's, it's just, you know, this is more fun for me. And totally. This, it's more of a, and I call it, um, um, you know, this whole journey is my adventure, you know, and whether or not I'm teaching someone a skill or I'm just hanging out and talking to you and cooking over my wood stove, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it doesn't matter to me. I'm like, I feel like talking to you now. And so I'm going to turn on the camera. Totally. You know? And that's what I want it to be, you know, and you know, you see the analytics in YouTube. You can see the ones that aren't doing very well. And, you know, I could try to do clickbait like, oh no, she's, 
she's pissed off, you know, or something like you say that, you know, as a title and you'll get a lot more views, you know, but it's not, that's not what I want. I, I want to no. have real people watch because I'm a real person, you know, and, and I do get that. You'll see that um, in the comments, you'll see these wonderful people that have reached out to me. They're just, they're, they're great people. I've created a really great community. And, um, you know, every year we donate to Wilderness on Wheels in the mountains. Um, and so that is a place for handicapped people to go hiking and camping and stuff, you know, and I do an event there. I don't know how with this whole COVID thing, it's kind of messed it up a little bit, but I will continue to do that. And uh, I have people just donate money directly to them because of my channel. And I think that's wonderful. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. that it, as far as what you're doing, and what's interesting to me is people always ask me, they're like, you know, do you make money doing your podcast? And I go, you're missing the point. Like, money is a byproduct of creating a good product and, and having some measure of success. If you're chasing at, like, if you're, if you're in this to make money, like, A, there are a zillion podcasts, there are a zillion YouTubers, right? And so, if you're doing that, you can, if you have some talent, but, that's not the right reason to really do anything. I mean, my the cost of my show are all covered. So, like, I break even on this show at worst. Good. Yeah, it's good. Uh, right? And so, like, yeah. it's kind of exactly the same point. And it's allowed me to produce podcasts for others. So, to that end, like, I'm doing exactly what I want to do. I still get to create this show. Um, and I make some money producing other podcasts for other folks. And I consult on shows and do stuff. It's great. My question for you is, you, you mentioned you have a full-time job in tech, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so this is kind of, I don't want to call it a side hustle because it's like a passion project for you. It's just something yeah, you love yeah. to do. I break even every year too. So, right. <laughs> yeah. um, My question is, what would it take for you and or do you have any desire to make this your full-time gig? What would it take to get there or do you even want that? I would say I, I don't want that, mostly because the way YouTube works. Because sometimes you'll be placed on high on the list and you'll get recommended, and other times you don't. You know, like sometimes, like some videos I have get uh, 20,000 views or 300,000 views, and other videos I get like a thousand views, you know. Right. And if I end up changing my topic a little bit, like this last year I, I got sick, I had some health issues, so I couldn't go out and camp. So I had to change it up a little bit, as well as COVID. So you see, my I went down 60% in regards Jeez. to my view, to my channel, because I wasn't camping as much. And so that pressure to constantly have to go out, and I, I camp 60 to 70 days a year, you know, on average during these five years. So I camp a lot. So I have a lot of footage of me camping. But it's like, I don't want to have to feel forced to do that. I just yeah. want to do it for fun. And there's times I camp and I don't bring the camera, you know what I mean? And I just, because I like doing it, you know? Sure. Um, so I think that, you know, my, my full-time job pays, pays for my bills. Now, if for some reason I end up getting like 500,000 subscribers or whatever, and YouTube can pay for things, I'd probably still keep my job and just keep that money so I can retire earlier. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? That's probably what I would do. Yeah. 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 That's, that's interesting. And I mean, you and I share this as well. We're in a very sort of privileged position to where we, we have fulfilling day jobs. Like I, I work in, um, you know, public relations, public affairs, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm good at it. I know what I'm doing. I, I get yeah. a, a measure of fulfillment from it. And then I also have this, which I also enjoy. And so yeah. like a lot of people will go and clock into a job that they hate, but that ends up being all consuming too. Yeah. And, and the fact that, 
I mean, it, it sounds like the, your job in tech, you wouldn't leave necessarily, so you must get some level of fulfillment there. Yeah, I do. I do. I'm a, I'm a designer. I'm okay. a, like a web designer for um, a living. And I've been doing it for 20-some years. So it's like, it to me, it's just so easy for me, you know? Right. And, and the people that I work with are really, really good, you know? And I actually just changed jobs, but I've worked for this person before. So I've known him for like 10 years. And, and so it's really, it's stressful because it's, it's a job, you know, and of you've course. got to do dates and stuff like that. But, but I know it, you know, and it's, and I know I can get a steady income in, you know, I did before I used to work for myself as a web designer and you have to constantly collect funds. I don't want to do that. You know, like I just want to do it for fun. And that's what, that's what this is about. And also my artwork when I sell some art piece, that's just for fun. You know, it pays for my paint, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I've uh, I've always been a pretty lousy employee. Just I've, I've been a great employee. I work my ass off, but I just don't fit well in other companies. So I've been on my own working for myself for the last. That'll be six years. It's, I mean, okay. the, the podcast and and my company are right around the same time of year, just a year apart. I know what you mean. There are times where I think to myself, I'm like, I kind of wish I didn't have to do all the billing, or yeah. you know. In particular, like chasing down new clients because yes. you can get kind of bogged down and get some tunnel vision on the projects you're working on, but you mm-hmm. always have to have your eye on the horizon yes, for, and keep that pipeline full and flush. And there are times where you're like, how and why would I ever be thinking about a new project right now? <laughs> because I have too much on my plate, but it's like, no, 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 that's for later. Yeah. And, and so yeah, it, you do. How, how long did you work for yourself? I think it was uh, two, three years. Now I've always, I'm the type of person I got a little bit of ADD going on. You know, like a little I, bit over here I, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I dabber in a bunch of things, so I'm always like working. But some, a lot of times I have other projects going at the same time. You know what I mean? So it's like I was used to sell to the building industry, and and while I was doing that, I was working as a florist to see if I wanted to own a flower shop. You know, and, wow. <laughs> you, know you know, and then. And then I was selling paintings in galleries. So currently right now, I would say I have about three jobs currently even right now. So YouTube, <laughs> painting, and then my job that pays the bills. Yeah. Uh, I've been there because I started my own nonprofit venture for a time. Did that for nearly two years. Was also kind of co-leading this podcast collective. I So I identify with what you're saying. It's like... You'll, you'll get presented with an opportunity and you go, yeah, I'm going to give that a shot too. Like that sounds yeah. fun. And that like, that's so cool. Like to do that because you were, you were mentioning people on their deathbeds reaching out to you saying, you know, I, what I want to do is I wish I could go out hiking. Yeah. Those people don't sound like people that have a ton of regrets. You know, it's just unfortunate that they're about to meet their end. Yeah. What I would say is, you know, you, you'll hear people talk about on their deathbed expressing regrets for the things they didn't do or didn't try. Yeah. And one of the quotes I say all the time on the show, anyone who listens to this show regularly is going to be tired of me saying it, but there's a Warren Miller quote and he says, uh, and I know you're a big skier, right? Yes. Yes. So Warren Miller, one of his quotes was, uh, do it this year because if you don't, you'll be one year older when you do. <laughs> I like it. And so. I like it. Like I, I've always liked that because it's like, you know, I gotta, you gotta give this a shot. And it reminds yeah. me of, you know, you talking about wanting to do this when you retired, but you're like, no, I'm young, I'm strong. I can take people out. I can. Yeah. So no regrets yeah. that way. 
Yeah, and that's kind of like what I'm doing right now. Um, I'm selling my house here in the city, and I'm actually going to live in my tent um, this oh, summer. Oh, so I'm going to live in it full time uh, while I'm building my cabin, and that's a big change for me because I'm still I still have kids that I'm raising too. So, and I've asked them. You know, we we took a vote. We sat around you know the campfire and was just kind of like, "This is what mom wants to do. Are you ready to come along?" <laughs> you know what I mean? It's but and they are. You know, that's it's going to be. I was like, Hey, this is the only time that I can truly do that. You know, yeah. so let's, let's do this. And you know, the Denver market's just crazy right now. So <laughs> it's like, it's time to sell, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll be living in a tent full time. It'd be interesting. <laughs> wow. I'm assuming you'll commute somewhere to work then. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to, um, I'm going to rent an office room. Um, so I have internet. Sure. Yeah. yeah, of course. So I still have to commute every morning, you know, except I have to find a shower. That's probably going to be my, my toughest thing. You know, you can only do so many camping showers, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. At some point you want like a real honest to goodness shower. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's funny. I've talked to a lot of bands on this show just because like, you know, I was on the radio. So that's kind of my background in music and all that. And they would talk about, you know, sleeping wasn't the big deal. But anytime we got to a venue that had a shower, that was the big thing for us. Yeah, you know, but it's going to be really fun. This summer is going to be really fun for me, I think, and challenging, definitely. I would think so. What's what's the longest you've gone uh, living sort of in your tent uh, before you embark on this endeavor and living there all summer? Well, I, I, the people that don't know, let me just talk about my tent for a minute, because some people think tent, they think these little backpacking tents or a little tiny tent. My tent is 14 feet by 16 feet. It's a big <laughs> canvas tent, and it has a um, it has a stove in it, wooden stove in it. Um, I have a kitchen area that is probably, um, well, it's, it's a bare distance apart. <laughs> you know? So it's in a different area. <laughs> I remember um, that from alone. Like, don't cook in your sleeping camp. Yeah, yeah. My biggest problem is rats, actually. So, huh. um, I have a lot, there's a lot of rats in the mountains. People don't think about it, but there's things called pack rats that are in the mountains. And, and so, um, I carry a gun on me and, and, and I've had to shoot a couple of them, but they're the ones that are destructive. You know, they'll eat your stuff. So you have to, you, you bring out your sleeping bag and in the morning you got to put your sleeping bag away and, and it's a rat safe environment. <laughs> you know, I've had bear at my property before and try to get into my food. I have a food um, bin that I keep everything in. So anyway, so my tent is like a little home. It's like a little tiny home, but it's a tent and I have a cot there and a couple shelves and some solar lights. Um, there, I already forgot what the question was though. I, no, it, uh, what's the longest you've oh, gone? How long? Oh, the longest, I think two weeks okay. is the longest I've been there full time. Now it's mostly because of my job because I've, I have to have internet for my job. You're a web designer. Right. You got to have internet. Um, now I found a place where I can work. It's still about a half hour drive or so, but I can, I can rent an office for the whole summer. And so I will have to commute. Um, so I can pay my bills still, which I won't have that many bills, actually. No. <laughs> Your overhead has got to be extraordinarily low there. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty low. It's pretty low. I think my taxes that I pay there are like $200 a year. So Wait, 200 whole dollars? Yes, a year. Brutal. We're here in the city. It's like 6000 a year. So it's, yeah. yeah. But my goal is to save because my cabin has increased in price. The lumber market, and I'm sure you probably don't follow the lumber market, 
but uh, it has gone up 30%. And, and I'm actually in a few weeks going to be um, buying my lumber pack. Oh, boy. So um, I have to buy it at a higher price because I have to get this cabin built because I have a construction loan that's coming due. Oh, dear. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, so, so I'm stuck. The never-ending joys of homeownership. Am I right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I'm getting out of one, but I'm like going right into another, you know, and so it's going to be, yeah. So I'll be saving money, but it's all going to go into the lumber market. Oh, that's because uh, in Canada, they, uh, I think they shut down their plants in Canada because of COVID. Oh, so, dear. Um, yeah. So that's why the lumber market went up um, so high. It's it's weird. Like the the strange things about COVID that you wouldn't expect, like, there yeah. was a, there's a coin shortage. There's an I aluminum shortage. And so lumber like, shortage. yeah, lumber, uh, aluminum coins, all these things that you just sort of take for granted. And I mean, I've worked in natural resources, uh, for a lot of my life. So particularly pertaining to energy, I've done things with oil and gas. I've done things with coal. I've done things with wind. I've done things with solar. They all take uh, a level of resource. Um, you know, if you think about wind turbines, how big they are and how much steel that involves. And steel is not something that, that, you know, just appears. It's something that has to be mined and refined. You, you kind of take for granted the, the wheels, uh, that they keep us all rolling along in our lives. Um, so, I mean, lumber is one of those things where, you know, people just assume lumber comes from Home Depot, just like, <laughs> you know, food comes from the grocery store. It's like, well, no. Uh, that's not exactly right. But, you know, you having spent all this time outside, you know that very, very intimately. So that's interesting. Yeah. It's been a fun adventure for sure. Yeah. No. (laughs) And there's a lot more to go. There's a lot more to go. So is there a cabin is very tough here in Colorado. I can only imagine. Is there a type of video or a series of videos that you have not created yet that you would like to? Well, I don't know about a type. I don't think so. Uh, well, I do know that I'm thinking of doing another YouTube channel. Okay. So when I do another YouTube channel, those will be videos that I want to create. And those are going to be more uh, videography type videos where my channel is more of a vlog where I just pretty much my editing is very limited and I hit the record button and I just talk to you, you know, and, and these, the people that watch that channel really like that. I think that another videos that I want to create, which would be on a different channel will be more, I don't know, inspirational, more voiceover, shorter videos, like six to 10 minute videos, um, you know, talking about things that I've learned, not only in art, but in life and um, in a more videography type stuff. Um, You see a lot of that on YouTube lately, and I just wanted to try it myself. I think it'd be kind of fun. Well, hell, you've got the right mindset for it because, you know, it's one of those things where you've expressed to me multiple times. It's like, hey, you know what? Let's try this. Yeah. Let's let's do yeah. this. And I, I have no doubt that you will be successful with that. Now's the time on the show when we do plugs. So Tammy, where can people find you? Where can they find more about Spirit Forest? Anything you want to plug, now's the time to do it. Okay, okay. Um actually I'm pretty easy to find. If you just type Spirit Forest in Google, you will find me. Um you'll get to my website and you will also get to my YouTube channel. Um my YouTube's channel is Spirit Forest. If you're on YouTube, you can type in Spirit Forest. Uh, my website is spiritforcebear.com, and uh, you can get some more information there on myself. And I also link all my videos on there. I have a link to my artwork, too, which is on my Etsy. I got everything on the website, too, if you're interested in stuff, too. 
Well, I'll tell you what. I will link to all of that in the companion blog piece that goes up on johnofalltrades.us, as well as in the show notes, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or any of the other billion podcatchers that are out there. I'm on pretty much all of them. But you'll find links to all of Tammy's Spirit Forest stuff there. Tammy, I'll tell you what. This was a real thrill. This was a pleasure. I, I, I adored the chat. I love what you're doing. I wish you continued success. Thank you. Thank you. And you too, because you and I have been doing this about the same amount of time. Let's break down camp and call episode 280 of the John of All Trades podcast with Tammy from Spirit Forest. Done. Thank you, Tammy. Can't wait till our paths cross again. You likely won't see me up on the mountain, but that doesn't mean we can't stay in touch. You should too. Stay up to date. Johnofalltrades.us. All the links to Spirit Forest are there as well as in the show notes. If you're listening on any podcatcher, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or something else, you can find it there. The John of All Trades podcast is a production of Deft Communications. Check out Deft on the web, D-E-F-T-C-O-M dot U-S. Training, content, engagement, and podcasting. Basically, if your organization needs to tell its story or reach the people it needs to, I can help you do that. D-E-F-T-C-O-M dot U-S. I don't do digital, but I know a firm who does, and they're my sponsor. The number four, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. Anything you're trying to do online, whether you're building a website, creating an online campaign, social media marketing, online advertising, 4 Degrees can help you get the message right and get that in front of the people who need to hear it most. The number 4, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. It's been a great 2021 for me so far. I remain cautiously optimistic. I hope you are too. Got a couple of great guests in the hopper coming up for you next. So we're going to keep rolling with this great content. In the meantime, take care of yourselves. Keep washing your hands. Keep wearing your masks. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. The light at the end of the tunnel is coming. I can feel it. Thank you for letting me be a part of your life. And until I hear you again, say goodnight, Gracie. That's good, Johnny.